Thank you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Good evening. You want me to preach in Basa, Indonesia? Basa, Malaysia, yeah. Basa, Malaysia. <laughs> okay. Mari kita tutup mata dan berdoa. Okay. <laughs> Mari kita angkat tangan. Mari kita angkat tangan berdoa, ya. Terima kasih, Tuhan. Terima kasih. Thank you, Lord. Let's invite the Holy Spirit to come. Hallelujah. Kita undangkan roh kudus datang di antara kita. Hallelujah. Mari kita berbahasa roh. Yang sudah baptized dalam roh kudus. Mari kita buka mulut dan berbahasa roh. Hallelujah. Shadarabas sedidiantalabas shikiriandai. Hikandalabas sedidiantalabas sedidiandai. 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 Hikandalabas shadarabas sedidiantalabas sedidiandai. Hikandalabas sedidiantalabas sedidiandai. Terus berbahasa. Terus berbahasa roh. Kalau tidak boleh bahasa roh, kita seru kepada Yesus dia akan baptiskan kita dalam bahasa dalam roh kudus ya. Oh ya Tuhan, haleluya. Jamakan setiap yang ada di sini Tuhan dengan luar biasa Tuhan, dengan luar biasa secara pribadi Tuhan. Jamakan setiap yang ada di sini Tuhan dengan satu kebangkitan yang luar biasa Tuhan. Pembahar Tuhan, pembaharui Tuhan, haleluya. terus berbahasa roh ya, terus berbahasa roh, haleluya. Orang yang tidak kenalmu akan kenalmu Tuhan. Sebagai juru selamat Tuhan, Penuhkan hati kita dengan hadirat baru Tuhan, dengan urapan baru Tuhan, dengan minyak baru Tuhan, satu pembaharuan rohani secara luar biasa Tuhan, pada malam hari ini Tuhan terima kasih Tuhan, mari kita buka melalui berbahasa roh, syadara barandai hekandalabas syadara barandai hekandalabas syadari hekandalabas syadari hekandalabas syadari Biar sungai Tuhan mengalir di antara kita Haleluya Oh mengalir di antara kita Sungai Tuhan Hadirat Tuhan Mengalir di antara kita Haleluya Jamakan Tuhan Jamakan Tuhan Jamakan Tuhan Terus berbahasa roh ya Terus berbahasa roh satu urapan yang baru Tuhan 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 
Marilah Bapak jamakan setiap yang ada di sini secara luar biasa. Setiap keperluan ada yang di sini Tuhan. He kandar Allah bersedia di andai. He kandar Allah bersedia di antar Allah bersandai. Oh ya Tuhan, sungaimu mengalir Tuhan. Pecah segala ikatan iblis dalam nama Yesus. Haleluya. Setiap halangan dalam nama Yesus pecahkan. He kandar Allah bersedia di andai. Supaya hati kita buka Tuhan. Hati kita buka Tuhan. He kandar Allah bersedia di antar Allah bersandai. He kandar Allah bersedia di andai. Terus berbasro ya terus berbasro supaya Tuhan akan bebaskan kita haleluya he kandara lala barianter lala basanda he kandara lala barianter lala basedianda he kandara lala basedianda he kandara lala barianter lala basanda he kandala basedianda he kandara lala basedianda api Tuhan api Tuhan oh rasara lala barianter lala basanda api Tuhan Tuhan haleluya he kandara lala barianter lala basanda He can the Oh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Mari kita angkat tangan kepada Tuhan. Hallelujah. Setiap orang yang ada di sini. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for your awesome presence in this place. Oh, thank you, God, for your awesome presence. Oh, hallelujah. Let's welcome the Holy Spirit. Awesome presence. Where do you need God to touch you today? Where do you need a breakthrough? Hallelujah. Where do you need the Lord to touch you today? You need a healing. You need a breakthrough. The power of God is in this place. And Jesus wants to minister to you in a very special way. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Just wherever you are, you just reach out to the Lord. You just reach out to the Lord and let the Lord just minister to you. Thank you, God. Or a family miracle. A family miracle. For this day, sister, for this day, the Lord will have this known to you. I, the Lord, will give you a family miracle. A family miracle. A miracle in your family. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Shaka Barandai. Malachi, the fourth chapter was four, five, and six. I'll give you a family miracle. Malachi chapter four was four, five, and six. I just release that word into her right now. Thank you, dear Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I just want you to reach out to the Lord. Wherever you are, just reach out to the Lord. Wherever you are, just reach out to the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, let your presence just fill this place, all over this place, all over this place. Let your anointing just begin to flow, dear Father. Thank you, Lord. Every heart that's not is open to you, will be open to you, dear Father. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Let your presence, come on. That's right. Let your presence just begin to fill. Will you allow the Lord to just minister to you wherever you are? Because the presence of God is here. Hallelujah. Thirsty and hungry. Thirsty and hungry. Yes, thirsty and hungry. Thirsty and hungry. For this day, the Lord will have this known to you. I, the Lord, have seen your thirst and hunger. I, the Lord, have seen your longing. As in Isaiah 55, verses 1, 2. As in 
Isaiah 44, verse 3, 2 and 3 and 4. I, the Lord, will cause my rain to fall on a dry ground, and I, the Lord, will flood a ground that's thirsty, and I, the Lord, will cause my presence to flow like a river in your midst. Therefore, keep your heart open, and I, the Lord, will give you an encounter with my presence. Hallelujah. Just, Lord, I just release your anointing. Thank you, God. Lord, touch dear Father. Lord, I just pray for a miracle. Nothing less than a miracle. Oh, nothing less than a miracle, dear Father. Let your anointing of miracle just flow. A supernatural miracle. Thank you, dear Father. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just commit the rest of the time into your hands. We pray that you just lead us and guide us and be with us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Let's give Jesus the glory. Come on. That's right. Amen. Praise the Lord. Are you excited for Jesus? Come on. Are you excited? Come on. Somebody shout, Amen, please. Praise the Lord. That's right, man. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Excited group. Okay, praise God. You know, I just want to share with you a testimony and then quickly we're going to the message. Is that all right? Is it all right? Jessica, right? Oh, they all look alike, huh? Is Jessica here? Jessica. Huh? You're Jessica, right? Then why you said no? Huh? You see, I can remember people's name, huh? Good or not? Good or bad? Good, okay. Now, I want to, I want to share with you a testimony. You know, this is just to encourage you, okay? This is just to encourage you. You know, <clears throat> there was this, um, this man who is about maybe 68 years old, 68 years old, you know. This was in Kuala Lumpur. Kuala Lumpur is a capital of Malaysia, okay. I was doing a healing meeting, you know. And in the first night of the healing meeting, you know, this man, he comes to the front and tells me my eyes, left eyes, I had a word of knowledge. You know, I just called them out and he said, wow, the mic, man. Okay. I called them out and I said, there's somebody here who has right eye, sorry. Mike, Mike, right eye, you are actually blurred in your right eye. That means, tidak bisa padu. Melihat. Itu dia. So, but when he came forward, I got a shock of my life. You know what, Jessica? I got a shock of my life. I'm talking to you, okay? Why are you looking at him? Okay? okay? I got a shock of my life. You know You know what? He's not blurred vision, no? He's completely have no vision. Zero vision. You know? You know, I said, God, I only called out for blurred vision, no? My faith is only up to blurred vision. <laughs> How can you bring somebody who's totally blind? Do you know? In my heart. I'm debating in my heart, no? And he comes, and another lady comes, and this lady is the one who's got bullet vision. You know, but this man came first. How can I not pray for him? Right? You know? You know what? I said, Lord, I'm going. You know what? Just before I preach in any healing meeting, I usually demonstrate the power of God. You know? That's the grace of God, no? I demonstrate the power of God. And here, you know, and this guy comes to the front, 
and one eye cannot see and one guy can see the other one cannot see and you know what i said lord i i'm going to believe you if your power can heal blurred eyes your power also can heal completely blind eyes you know but i had no faith i had faith for the lady i had no faith for a man but because the man came first you know i had no choice shivering inside one two three he cannot see long song did double thing all right there i cannot see so then i said lord i'm going to i'm going to trust you <laughs> i just laid hands and i just I prayed in the close in the in the name of jesus i command this blind eyes to open in jesus name and i held on for a while because i'm not very sure you know i didn't feel anything i no witness in my heart i'm still thinking about the blood eyes you know and in jesus name in jesus name when you're not sure continue praying for a long time in jesus name in jesus and in the name of jesus i minister healing let this eyes be open in jesus name but i dare not ask him whether you can see he's open his eyes <laughs> he open his eyes wipe my hand he open his eyes and he screamed on top of his voice and said i can see now i can see now come on let's give jesus a glory amen praise the lord now this this is the power of god amen that's the power of god the power of god is right here in this place it is able the power of god is able to meet every one of our need and is able to transform our lives come on somebody say amen please okay now what happened to the blood vision lady ha cantonese sap sap soy you know what sap sap soy means huh me wanti no problem <laughs> you know and you know the people like sarah i just laid hands on that lady excited this lady ah this lady was so excited no and i just laid hands on it open jesus said open eyes and see you know and you completely heal come on let's give jesus the glory amen so likewise today i want you to know there is nothing impossible with jesus you know that's why jesus said in mark 10:27 to them that believes all things are possible sorry mark 10:27 jesus said with man this is impossible but with god all things are possible okay and to them that believes all things are possible okay god has got the power to perform miracles you have got the power to believe say believe I've got the power to believe and God has got the power to perform miracles when my belief connects with the power of God then God gives me a miracle that I need glory to God that's right come on amen praise the lord amen okay. are you excited are you excited okay if you're excited turn with me to your bibles to Luke the 5th chapter you know my message is confirmed by amen amen stephen your name is stephen right what they call you amina chinese name amina huh what's your name okay la what whatever name no just steven is it steven what susanto bukan susa 
Susabaya, Tapi Susando. His his testimony confirms. Actually, I'm supposed to preach a prophetic word, but uh, after we finished the afternoon session, I went up to pray, and I just felt that God said, "No, not yet. Blumlagi, not yet. Don't preach the word." Then I just quickly penned the message that God placed in my heart. And the message is, no matter what happens to us, no matter what our circumstances are, we can trust God. Remember you said, you can trust God. Now that's not the title of my message, but that's the basis of the message that I'm going to preach. And I'm going to share with you uh, four powerful principles that will reveal the heart of God towards you. What does God think towards you? In time of adversity, in times of problems, in times of excitement, in times of doubt, what does God think towards us? Okay? My text is taken from Luke, the fifth chapter, we're going to read from verses 1 through 11, okay? Luke, the fifth chapter, and we're going to read from verses 1 through 11. Now, what is the title of my message? The title of my message is the testimony of Stephen Susanto. Right? Susanto. Su Santio, Susantio. Or Amin. Amin, M-A-N. Amen or Amin? Amen. Okay, Amen. Now, I want to, I want to give, I want to give a scripture text for his testimony. For his testimony, okay? A scripture text. Isaiah, give me a yes, Isaiah 55, verse 8 and 9. Isaiah 55, verse 8 and 9. Look at me. God says, For my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. As high is heaven to the earth, are my ways and thoughts towards you. Glory to God. Come on, somebody say amen, please. In other words, God does not think the way we think. Okay? Now, what is the purpose of this message? Short message. What is the purpose of this message? The purpose of this message is Romans 8.28. That's the purpose. You know, what is Romans 8.28? And you know all things. Say all things. Waking up at 6 o'clock. Rushing to get a lift from somebody, it did cost you 20 dollars. And the stomach ache. All things, okay? All things work together for good to those who love him and will call according to his purpose. Come on, let's give Jesus the glory. He concluded his testimony by saying. If we trust God, if we trust God, God will work it out for us. Right? You said that. But, I mean, I mean said that. Uh, Stephen uh, Susantio, 
That's his full name. So Santio. I did some research. <laughs> I mean, with him. You know? And you know, and, uh, and I want to say this. No matter what your circumstances are, no matter what your situation is right now, you are not sure what's the next step you should take. You could be in confusion. You could be in all kinds of difficult, negative, adverse circumstances. But God has got the power to turn them all into good for you if you will choose to love Him. Come on. He has got the power. He really has got the power. Glory to God. He really has got the power. Can you have the patience then? Can you have the patience? Okay? If you have the patience to wait, God is able to do that. In, in, in Lamentation, before we go to the text, in Lamentation, the third chapter, I'm speaking to someone here, Lamentation, the third chapter, verse 25 says this, God is good to those who wait for Him and seek Him. God is good to those who wait for him and seek him. And if you read Romans 8.28 says, And it's written, All things work together for good. Same word. For good to those who love him and will call according to his purpose. Come on, somebody shout amen please. Please don't shrink at your adversity. Please don't shrink at your negative circumstances. Don't, uh, don't shrink at your unfavorable relationships. But allow God to turn them into something good for you. Come on. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, I, there is this leader that comes, before I read the scripture, you know, leader Frankie. And not Frankie, um, Rio, Rio. He's a pastor. Now he's going to move to Indonesia. Now one of the things that he asked me was this. Pastor, seemingly one after the other. If you know Rio, huh? what he's going through, right? You know? You know? You know what I told Rio? I don't know what to say, you know, when he said that. He's asking me, Pastor, why? He's asking me. You know? He wants some counsel. As I just listened to him, you know Rio, I don't want to go to the details. Pastor knows some of you would know what Rio is going through with the family and everything. You know what the Lord told me? Tell him, tell him, the Lord told me, you know, your, your difficult circumstances, your unfavorable circumstances, and your impossible situations are the best ground for my miracles. Glory to God. Come on. Let's give Jesus a glory. Hallelujah. That's right. That's right. Amen. A person who is normal, a person who has no impossibility, a person who has got no difficulty, doesn't need a miracle. Therefore, it's not a ground for miracle. But you're staying in a place, everything seems impossible. You have got the perfect ground for a miracle. Come on. Somebody shout amen, please. You are a perfect candidate. And I want to pray for you. Glory to God. Okay. Luke 5, please. Luke 5. Verses 1 through 11. 1 through 11. Okay. Are you, are you here with me now? Okay. Can we read? Can we read? Can you look at your Bibles if you have? iPhones? iPad? Okay. Look at the Bible. Please look at the Bible. I'm going to draw five simple thoughts or four simple thoughts of God concerning you in your present situation. 
Okay? Okay. So, it was as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God that he stood by the lack of generous sect. Jesus, okay? And saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Verse 3, Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out out a little from the land. And he said, he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. Why, come on, look at me. Why Simon's boat? Why not anybody else's boat? Why Simon's boat? Okay, God is a God of appointment. Somebody say amen, please. He's not a God of disappointment. Okay, let's move on. I'll tell you why. Then he got into, then was four, when he had stopped speaking after preaching, after the message, he said to Simon again, launch out into the deep and lock down your nets for a catch. You know, and then Simon responds to Jesus by saying, but Simon, he said, short of saying, Jesus, you're ignorant. Huh? You are ignorant. You don't know. You're ignorant. Short of saying that. Then Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have told all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I let the net down. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish. And the nets were the net was breaking. Was breaking. Was seven. So they signaled to their partners in the other board to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boards so that they begin to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at his at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. Verse 9. For he and all who were with him were astonished, were astonished at the catch of the fish they had taken. Verse 10. And so also were James and, and, and John and sons of Jebedee who were partners with Simon and said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will catch men. So when they had brought their boats to the land, they forsook all and they followed him. Praise the Lord. You know, friends, I want to turn your attention to verse 4. Verse 4, when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep. And let down your nets for a catch. But Simon verse 5 said, answered and said to him, Master, we have told all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down your net. You know, friends, look at me. Look at me. This is an awesome principle. This is an awesome principle. You know what? Nobody told Jesus, principle number one, God's thoughts towards you. Nobody told Jesus that Simon fished all night and caught nothing. You know, friends, your disappointment is God's appointment. Can somebody say man, please? You know, friends, and Jesus perceived that, and that Peter was in a hopeless situation. And he fished all night and he caught nothing. And went to him and said, cast the net on the other side. First principle, look at me. 
You know, first principle, in the midst of all our confusion, in the midst of all our anxiety, in the midst of all our, our, our unfavorable circumstances and situations, in the midst of all conflicting situations that we go through, for principle number one, God, Jesus, look at me, Jesus knows, Jesus knows your deepest need. He knows what you need. Jesus knows your struggle. He knows what you need and what you're going through. A few minutes ago I said, your disappointment is God's appointment. Your disappointment is not your hopelessness. Your disappointment is not your discouragement. Your disappointment is not the end of the road. But your disappointment is in the hands of God. An appointment of God. Come on, somebody shout amen, please. Let's give Jesus a glory. Hallelujah. No matter how painful, no matter how hopeless, no matter how impossible, but everything is God's appointment in his hand. Come on, somebody shout amen, please. If you're sitting here and you feel so lonely and you cannot speak to anyone about your need, I can tell my parents that they would say, I send you to Indonesia, I send you to Seattle to study. You know, and they don't know the struggles that you go through in your studies. They don't know the struggles that you'll go through with the culture. They don't know the struggles that you go through with whatever you're going through. But I want you to know, your parents may be ignorant, your friends may be ignorant, and your school may be ignorant, but Jesus knows the deepest need of your heart. Come on, somebody shout amen, please. Are you here with me? That's what happened to Peter. That's why the Bible tells us, in Proverbs 15 and verse 3, hear this. This is the sovereignty of God. The eyes of God is over everywhere, both evil and good. Hallelujah. Friends, you cannot escape the eyes of God. Come on, somebody say amen, please. Come on, somebody say amen, please. He's watching over you. That's why Romans 8.28 says, All things work together for good to those who love him and will call according to your purpose. Come on, somebody say amen, please. And your call, listen to me, your call is to love the Lord and your call is to be obedient to God. And I tell you, God has got the power to turn everything around. Come on, somebody shout amen, please. Come on, somebody shout amen. Isn't that wonderful? Come on. Isn't that wonderful? That's why, look at me, that's why Jesus said, in Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30, this is what Jesus said. Come to me. Come to me. Matthew eleven twenty eight twenty nine thirty. 29, 30. Jesus said, come to me, all those who are weary and are heavy laden. All those that are laboring and are heavy laden. Laboring in worry. Laboring in sorrows. Laboring in confusion. All those who are laboring and are, and are heavy laden. Come to me and I will give you rest. I will take, give you rest. And he said, take my yoke upon yourself. For my yoke, but for my, for I, learn from me. For I'm gentle and mild. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light and I'll give you rest. Come on, somebody shout amen, please. Come on, somebody say amen, please. Jesus is asking you today to yoke with him, to partner with him in your difficult time. In your, in your, in a sorrowful time, in your burdensome time, he's asking you 
yoke yourself with him that he may give you rest. 1 Peter 5, 7 tells us, cast your cares on me for I care for you. Glory to God. Are you here with me or not? Philippians, the fourth chapter, verse 6 and 7 says, Paul says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, will keep your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. Come on, somebody shout amen, please. Are you here with me? Come on, are you here with me? You know, friends? The Bible tells us in Hebrews, the 12th chapter, verse 2. He is the author and the finisher of your faith. He is the author and the finisher of your faith. Which simply means he is the beginning of your salvation. And he is the end when we get to our eternal life. Therefore, nothing sleeps the eyes of God. Come on, somebody say amen, please. You know, stop living in loneliness. Stop living in spiritual loneliness. Stop living in spiritual frustration. Stop living in spiritual disappointment. And I want you to know, if you would just love the Lord, if you would just love the Lord, I tell you, the eyes of God is open towards what you're going through right now. Come on, somebody say amen, please. Nobody told him. Nobody told him. Peter toiled all night. All alone, lonely, hopeless, despair, despondency. And there Jesus looks at him. And you see, he, of all the boat, he went to Simon's boat. The other fisherman, right? You go and read, the other fisherman. Of all the boat, he went to Simon's boat. You know why? You want to know why? Your disappointment is God's appointment. Come on. Somebody say amen, please. Come on, somebody shout amen, please. You're not alone. Don't give up. The Bible tells us in Philippians 1.6. He who started a good work will finish it at the day of the Lord. He who started a good work in you will, be, will finish it at the day of the Lord. Nothing does God leave incomplete. Come on, somebody shout amen please. That's the promise. That's the promise. If you're sitting here discouraged over some things, you're sitting here disappointed over some things, You're sitting here frustrated or something. You're sitting here in hopelessness. Some things did not work. I want you to know. I don't know. I don't need to know. But Jesus knows what you're going through. What's your name? Michelle. Jesus knows. You're not alone. Just do me a favor. Just love him. Can you do that? Yeah, that's right. She's, yeah. Like when they eat me up. Yeah. Come on, somebody say amen, please. Isn't that what? Isn't that good? Come on, isn't that good? Come on, isn't that good? Second Timothy 1.12, Paul says this. For I am not ashamed of what I'm going through right now. For I am convinced and I'm persuaded that what I've entrusted in the hands of God, he'll keep it until that day. 2 Timothy 1.12. Come on, somebody say amen, please. <laughs> you can be sure. Jesus will not play you out. Is it gone? Huh? Everybody eating chewing gum, huh? Like a cow. <laughs> Yesterday we prayed for somebody, baptism of the Holy Spirit, chewing gum down. <laughs> How to speak in tongues? Huh? Oh, that lady there. Okay. Don't hide. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We're going to pray for you again, right? Uh, I mentioned about you this morning. I forgot your name. 
स्टेफनी देन अमिंग अपिया अलियंग Jesus knows everything about us and he cares for us. Ooh, I like that. Okay? He knows everything about us and he cares for us. You know what, friends? You want to hear? You want to hear testimony now? Okay, I want to I want to minister to this lady, you know? I want to minister to this lady. You know what this lady said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're about the third person who told me what I'm going through. I said, "Who who are the two person who told you that what you're going through?" Oh, I went to a dukun. You know dukun? I went to Dukun and the Dukun told me I'm going to and what did he say uh, well I can't do anything much he just give me some ice zam zam you know some water and then I went to another pomo dukun la to another dukun you know and he also said the same thing and he said uh, he said I will solve your problem but I can only solve it for the next 2 or 3 years after that you have to find somebody else he said that and you know what I told her I told her what's wrong with her and I told her you know what this is Jesus told me I told her a non totally a non believer a chinese you know she's a she's a feng shui person you know what's a feng shui feng shui you know ong lai ong lai you know feng shui you know I told her I know what it is because Jesus told me right on no right on spot on you know and I told her Jesus cares enough to solve your problem glory to god let's give jesus a glory hallelujah come on somebody shout amen and i want you to know today she is delivered set free and she believes jesus glory to god because jesus knows your deepest need and he cares for you glory to god he cares for you amen amen number 2 number 2 and then what jesus said okay look for every impossibility jesus has got a solution and look at verse 6 verse 5 verse 5 but simon answered and said to uh, jesus told him in verse 4 launch out into the dam dip and let down your net for a catch verse 5 but simon answered and said to him master we have toiled all night and caught nothing nevertheless at your word i will let down say on the other side come on say let down your net for a catch come on say let down your net come on say let down your net sorry say this launch out into the deep say launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch glory to god come on friends look at me friends look at me jesus does not only care for you he does not only know the deepest need of your heart but he has got a solution for this principle number 2 look at this principle number 2 for the lord jesus has a personal plan for your life glory to god Come on. Jessica, amen. Right. Jesus has got a personal plan for you. I'm telling you, friends, he has got a personal plan for you and the plan of God is a successful plan. Come on, somebody shout amen, please. 
He has got a plan for you. If you're sitting in and you're wondering, I'm just listening to my father, his instruction, and I've come to Seattle, and I've come to this church because somebody asked me to come to this church, and I've come to this church, and I'm going to function. Educationally, I'm going to function. Economically, I'm going to function. Spiritually, I'm going to function. I want you to know, friends, you're not just following instruction beyond the church and beyond the academic, uh, economic, uh, economic adventures that you're in. God has a personal plan for your life. Glory to God. Come on, somebody shout, Amen, please. And the Bible tells us, just like Peter launched the net in the dip. And friends, all his plan failed. Peter's plan failed. Huh? Right? Right? Otherwise, if his, look at me. If his plan is successful, then he should have catched fish. But all his plan failed. You know, the Bible tells us he, you know, he fished all night. Darren or Dexter? Open him up, man. Darren, okay. <laughs> That's how I know. Open him up. Oh, this is Darren. Okay. You know, friends, look at me. If his plan worked, then he should not be there washing his net. He should have gone home with the catch. Right or wrong? Right or wrong? But all night he fished and caught nothing. And the Bible tells us, look at me. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 14, 12, there seems a way that's right to man. There seems a way that's right to man. Eventually, it leads to death. Eventually, you understand what I'm saying? You know, he, he thinks, you're the one just now, Michelle. Right. All look the same, alike. <laughs> you know? And all night. There seems a way that's right to man. There seems a way that's right to man. Are you here, man? There seems a way that's right to man, and eventually it leads to death. Are you here with me? Can somebody say man, please? Beyond the planning of man, beyond the administration of man, beyond the counsel of man, there is something that God has for you, Jessica, and that's the plan of God. Glory to God. Say the plan of God. Say plan of God. Look at the plan of God. Friends, look at me. This is, the Bible tells us, in Jeremiah 29, just give me yes, Jeremiah 29, chapter verse 11, 12, and 13. Listen to this. Awesome. Say awesome. You, you must, what's the name? You, you're, you're discovering the plan of God for your life. Yes, that's right. It's an awesome plan. You know, friends, Jeremiah, the 29th chapter, huh, was 11 and 12. You know what it says? Huh? You know what it says? God says this, for I know the thoughts that I have towards you. I know, God says, I know the thoughts that I have towards you. Thoughts of good thing. To give you hope and a future. To give you hope and a future. Glory to God. That you will be successful in whatever you're doing. Hope and a future. Glory to God. That your hopefulness will end up in a successful future. Come on, somebody say amen, please. Then he says, then you will come and pray to me. And I will hear you. Then you will come and seek for me. And I'll be found of you. Come on, somebody say amen, please. A plan. It's not just a plan. A black and white plan written in some kind of a tablet. But I want you to know a plan. A plan. Look at me. A plan that has got the presence of God. A plan that has got the presence of God. Come on, somebody shout amen. Come on, somebody shout amen. With the presence of God. Say the presence of God. That's why 2 Corinthians 3.17 says, 2 Corinthians 3.17 says, where the presence of God is, there is liberty. Come on, somebody shout amen, please. Hallelujah. That's breakthrough. Amen. 
Come on. It's not some written plan. It's a powerful spoken plan with the abiding presence of God. Hallelujah. You like that or not? Come on. Somebody say man, please. When you graduate, are you, have you graduated? Huh? Just graduate. Have you got a job? Yeah, got a job. Have you got your green card? You ought to sit Wow. Okay, look at me. You know, look at me. The, the plan of God carries the presence of God. He helped you through your studies. He helped you through your, your, your whatever, whatever your citizenship. I'm not sure. Now he helped you through the job. The next thing, very immediate thing is, before you become a up, Apple, you know, the next immediate thing is because before you become a soul, you know, the next immediate thing, he'll help you to find a soulmate. That's right. What's wrong? Why are they clapping? Already got a soulmate? Not yet. Okay. Are you trying to pass something? What? No. You're trying to be a soul man. <laughs> Come on, look at me. Okay, look at me. Come on. It's the same presence of God that will help you tomorrow to become a mother, a wife. It's the same presence of God that will help you to raise up your children. It's the same presence of God that will help you to have an effective family. Glory to God. Come on, somebody say man, please. A hope of success, a hope of victory, a hope of breakthrough, and through that, a good success. Glory to God. Come on, somebody shout amen, please. That's the plan of God. You have a plan of God. Glory to God. Apart from the counsel of your parents, apart from the counsel of your friends, you have the plan of God. And the Bible tells us in Romans 12, chapter verse 2, listen to this. Romans 12. I've lived as a Christian for 33 years. Okay? God has never disappointed me once because he's not a God of disappointment. Are you here with me? Never. I have disappointed God, but he's not a God of disappointment. You know, disappointment is not in his dictionary. Come on, somebody say amen, please. He doesn't disappoint me. You know what? You want to know more? Go and look at Numbers, the 19th chapter. If you're looking at me like a weirdo, look at Numbers, the 19th chapter. Numbers, the 19th chapter. Go and take a look. Verses 23, 24, 25, 26. Go back and don't read now, please. Later. Come on, look at me. Look at me, please. For God is not man that he should lie. God is not man that he should change. What God has blessed cannot be cursed. Glory to God. It's a done deal. Say it's a done deal. God's plan for your life is a done deal. Glory to God. There's no change. We change. Come on, look at me. That's why Romans, the 12th chapter, verse 2 says what? God's plan is a good plan. Say good plan. Are you discouraged? It's a good plan. It'll end up good. Don't worry. It's a perfect plan. It's a perfect plan. Say perfect plan. And it is a what? Acceptable plan. You know, when I said soulmate, they were clapping hands. I didn't say monkey made. <laughs> you know, it's not acceptable. Can you imagine for a while she getting married to a donkey? It's not acceptable. Right? But God's plan is such a plan, it can fit in. Even though we are so weak, even though we have a lot of faults, God's plan can fit into our life. Come on, somebody say amen, please. Nothing is about to defeat God's plan in your life. Glory to God. The greatest enemy to the plan of God is yourself. If, if Peter 
said, I've told, come on, look at this. If Peter said, I've told all night, and so Jesus, you're not a fisherman, you're a carpenter. And now you're a preacher. And you preach and preach and preach. You turn and you tell me to fish. You're so irrelevant. You're so irrelevant. You know? And how can I cast my net? I've already fished all night. But Jesus said, no. I am asking you to cast the net on the other side. I'm not a carpenter now. I'm not a preacher. I am God. Right? I am God. I'm called of God. You know, friends, if Peter just walked away and said, ah, you know, don't care what happens. Peter will live in, in hopelessness the rest of his life. Right or wrong. But he said, Lord, I will listen to you. Obedience. I will listen to you. And I will cast the net in the dip. And he became an ordinary fisherman. Became an extraordinary fisherman. Come on. Hallelujah. Let's give Jesus the glory. That's what God's plan can do for your life. God's plan. You know, God's plan. Because he's birthed in heaven and is executed on earth. Because it's birthed in heaven, because it's supernatural. And executed you know, on, on earth, it becomes uh, a, a plan for the natural to become the supernatural. Come on, somebody shout amen, please. Are you excited today? Come on. Are you excited? Come on, somebody somebody shout amen. Come on. Michelle, are you excited, Michelle? Come on. Yes. No, sorry. Are you excited that God's plan, you're part of God's plan? Are you excited? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, turn to your Bible. Isaiah 43. Isaiah 43. Where's Isaiah? Huh? Okay, 43. Turn to 43. And God's plan is a personal plan. Say personal plan. Come on, you don't need to compare yourself with others. You don't need to compare with the success of others, the greats of others, the achievement of others. Because God's plan is a personal plan. Glory to God. Come on, every plan of God is effective, as effective as another person's life. You believe that? How do you know it's a personal plan? Because I just said it. Okay, come on, stand, Jessica. Hey, Michelle, you want to stand and read or sit down and read? I said, okay, whoa, I want to sit down and read. Okay, read. Well, it's one, two, three. One, come on, hold the mic. Read it like a woman of God. Okay. <laughs> hold the mic closer to you. Okay, um, so, first one, but now this is what the Lord says. Come on, say it with authority. Now, but this is what God says. Come on. <laughs> can, you can. I said you. Who said you can? But now this is what the Lord says. <laughs> he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel. You. Talking about you, Michelle? Yes, I am. Talking about us. We're the spiritual yeah. Jews. We're gone. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. Fear not. Hi, Puyao <laughs> I have redeemed you. Come on, go on. I have summoned you, summoned you by name. You are mine. I called you by your name. Come on. By your name. By your name, friend. What's your name? Sebastian. You are your name. Go on. I called you by your name. That's why it's a personal plan. Go on. When you pass through the waters. When you pass through the water, disappointment. I will be with you. I'll be with you. And when you pass through. 
pass through the rivers. When you pass through the flood, river, adversity, they will not sweep you. Sweep they will over not you. sweep you. I'm with you. When you walk through the fire, when you go through tribulations and trials and testings, you will not burn you. He, they will not touch you. Come on. The flames will not set you at blaze. The flame will not scorch you. Come on, look at me. You're waterproof. You're floodproof. You're fireproof. Come on, come on, Hallelujah! Come on, come on. You're fire resistant, water resistant, flood resistant, and flame resistant. Glory to God. Go on, go. For I am the Lord your God. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. That's right. Finish it. I, I give Egypt your for your ransom. I will hear it simply means no matter what you go through, I'm I'm ready to revoke you. Glory to God. Go on. Kush and Seba in your stead. That's gone. Finish not yet. First four. Oh. Since you're precious and since, honored. Look at me. Come on. Since you're what? Precious. Come on. Precious. Say precious. Precious. You are precious. Not just ladies alone, but you guys are precious. No matter. What shape and size you come? <laughs> You're precious. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. Anybody got a precious stone? Anybody got a precious stone? Come on, take it out. Stone. Somebody, I'm sure you have. Anybody has got a diamond here, a sapphire here, emerald here? You don't have. You have? Yes, I can bring it to you. <laughs> Precious to Jesus. Because you are precious, go on, go on. Because you are precious and honored in my sight. You're precious and honored. Say honored. Honored. No matter how condemned you feel inside of you, because of some of the things that you may have done. But, but you know, God doesn't condemn you. You're honored. Say honored. Honored, honored means what? De res- what? Respected. De apadu. De, de honored. Respected. De hormati. De hargai. Bukan macam mobil hargai. But precious soul. Okay, you're honored. Then you end. And because I love you. And because I love you. Come on, go on. Finish it. I will give man in exchange. I will give you facilities for the plan of God. Go on. And people in exchange for your life. That's right. That's right. Come on, let's give Jesus the glory. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. God's plan is not just good plan, perfect plan, acceptable plan. It's a personal plan because you're precious, you're honored, and you're loved. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody shout amen, please. 
And I pray that you will not fall short of it. There was this man standing so hopeless. This man standing so despaired. And you don't know what to do. How will I go back to the water tomorrow? Because today, all night I preached and I got nothing. I got zero. But Jesus made him a hero. Come on. Hallelujah. That's God's plan. That is God's plan. Say that is God's plan. When you become what? Zero. And Jesus makes you a hero. Come on! Come on! Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? An ordinary fisherman became what? That's right. You got it, man. You got it, woman. (laughs) You got it, girl. Amen. Come on. Look at me, please. Every one of us are a point of honor to God. Every one of us. Every one of us. So I don't want you to be discouraged today. Don't want you to be discouraged. Don't measure your life with the circumstances that you're going through. Don't measure your life with the failures that you're going through. Don't measure your life with your disappointments that you're going through. Those are all things work together for good. Those are all things work together for good. Come on, somebody say man, please. Are you here with me? Come on, are you here with me? God has got a plan for you. Isn't that wonderful? Huh? Isn't that wonderful? And God's plan is not, look at me, God's plan is not governed by economy. It's not governed by uh, the, the situations around us. It's not governed by the natural disasters. It is governed by his own personal presence. Yeah, personal presence. You know, the Bible tells us in Psalms 37, Psalms 37, you know, Psalms 37 verse 18 and 19. Look at, look at, look at me. You know what it says, Psalms 37 verse 18 and 19. You know what it says? For I know the days of the upright. You're the upright. Huh? You're not just some playwright. You're upright, okay? Okay? For the Lord knows the days of the upright. And their blessing is forever. Berkat mereka akan terus menerus. Amen? And then, verse 19, even though they go through evil times, they will not be ashamed. And even though they go through famine, they will be satisfied. Come on, somebody say amen, please. Come on, somebody shout amen, please. Is that wonderful? Come on, is that wonderful? Huh? Okay, you want to hear some more? How can I just stop now? What do you think? Continue? How many of you want me to continue? Only a few of them. Okay, let's have go back. Yeah? In Cantonese, Fan Okeng, Chung Leong, Fan Okeng, Chung Leong, Tau Kau, Sek Fan, and Fan Okeng. Fan Kau, Fan Kau, Fan Kau, Fan Kau. Come on, somebody say amen, please. Principle number one no matter how moody you are, <laughs> God knows your deepest need and He cares for you. You believe that, man? Cares for you. Number two, Jessica. Okay, 
I've been watching her. She has been ordering him to take down notes, you know? To, to, right? Tell the truth and shame the devil, okay? Okay? Take down notes, take down notes. Okay, Jessica, look at me. Number two, God's plan. God has a plan for you. It's a what? A personal plan. Do you agree with that? Okay. (laughs) You've got no choice, right? You have to agree. (laughs) But that's the truth. That's the truth, okay? That's why uh, Philippians 1 6 says, He who has started a good work in you will finish it. You know why? Until the day. You know why? Because he has the blueprint for your life. And he knows your days. You know, he knows who you're going to get married to. Do you know that? You know, oh wow, you know that too. Huh? Praise the Lord. Okay, let's give Jesus the glory. Hey, she's, she knows She knows who is going to get married to. Whoa. Okay, are you married? No. Okay. okay. They try to give you all kinds of soulmate. No, just now? They're trying to connect you with people at the back. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We're glad. Amen. Number three. Number three. You know, friends, number three. Let's read the scripture. Let's read the scripture. This is to avoid every misunderstanding that we have towards God. Number three, look at verse six and seven. And they, when they had done this, they caught great number. They did not just get, did not just catch a number of fishes, but the Bible tells us they caught great number of fish. Say great number of fish. And their nets were breaking. And verse seven. So they signaled to their partners in the other board to come and help them. Come and help them. And they came and filled both the boards. And so they began to sink. Friends, look at me. Principle number three. You know, friends, God is a generous God. Say God is a generous God. His blessing is always abundant. Say abundant. He's not, uh, what do you say, stingy in Indonesian? Pelit. Pelit. P-E-L-I-T. He's not pelit. Or Bahasa Malaysia, he's not kadukut. Kadukut, Bahasa Malaysia. And he's a generous God. Say generous God. You know, friends, a great number of fish. Why a great number of fish? He wants to build confidence upon confidence in Peter. So that Peter will look forward to be obedient to God. Your obedience to God will always be fruitful. Come on, somebody say amen please. He's a generous God. That's why, listen to this. Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter verse 1 and 2 says this. If you will hearken to my voice very carefully. And if you would do everything that I command you today, for I, the Lord, will command my blessings to come and overtake you. Come on, somebody shout amen, please. That's the reward. God blesses us more than what we need. And God blesses us unfairly. Say unfairly. You, sometimes you feel you don't deserve it, but God feels you deserve it. Glory to God. Come on, somebody shout, Amen, please. Come on, look at me. Jeremiah 33, verse 3 says, listen to this. Call unto me, and I will show you. Great, the same word, great. Great, they caught great number. They caught great number of fishes. And Jeremiah 33, 3 says what? 
call unto me and I will answer you and I will show you what great say great and how right and how huh great and mighty things great is already big enough but mighty power mighty things and the boat sing mighty fish is great and the boat begins great and mighty things which you do not know of if you choose to believe huh if you choose to believe you will see the greatness of god john the 11th chapter john the 11th chapter verse 40 jesus told mary and martha in the face of great difficulty their brother died you know what jesus said in john 11:40 jesus said if you believe you will see the glory of God. Come on, somebody say man, please. Come on, let's give Jesus the glory. Come on, if you believe, you will see the glory of God. Do you believe? Praise the Lord. Amen. You know, friends, the Bible also tells, do you want to hear now? Do you want to hear? Okay, friends, uh, poverty is demonic. Poverty is demonic. The Catholics have got a school in the Philippines. And they call it the, the order of poverty. The order of poverty. They send their priests there, you know, and they send their priests there with bare minimum, and they ask them to live in poverty. So that, you know what, so that they can suffer together with the people. When they see suffering, they can suffer. You know, if people were to suffer, then why did Jesus come and die on the cross? Right? He could have come like a Hitler, like a Jewish Hitler, and invent another Volkswagen. You know? You know? And Jesus came to elevate our suffering. Come on, somebody say amen, please. He suffered so that you and I can rejoice. Come on. Sounds very unfair, but that's the truth. Okay? And there's no virtue in poverty. There's no goodness in poverty. Only demonic. They go to this, this seminary and become poor of the poor and live below poverty and crawl like a worm and eat the dust and, and, and live in the shit of the dust. If that's a wrong word to use, right? Sorry, forgive me. <laughs> Okay, I use it in Mandarin. In the pangsai of the word. Boom. That's not the Angmo won't understand. Yeah. Come on, somebody say amen, please. And God wants to bless you abundantly. You believe that? Say amen. Come on, the scripture. Come on, look at me. Never, never short change in asking God for your blessing. Glory to God. God wants to bless you more than you can contain. So that with the blessing, you can bless others. Glory to God. Come on, somebody say amen, please. You know, praise the Lord. Isn't that wonderful? Come on, isn't that wonderful? You know, Bible tells us in Ephesians 3.20. You know what Ephesians 3.20 says? Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, beyond you could ask or think within the power that works in you. The power to obey and the power to what? And the power to believe. Glory to God. Now to him, the scriptures don't appear anymore. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond you could ask or think within the power that works in you. The power to believe and the power, what? The power what? The power of obedience. Come on, somebody say amen, please. You know, friends, look at me. This is, this is the traditional dilemma that all of us go through in Malaysia. I thought I can overcome this. I thought I can overcome this. I overcame this all these years. When I'm about to reach 55. You know, when you reach 55, 
you can take out the employment provident fund. You know, every month, you know, yeah, you pay 9%, the Majikan pay 14%. It goes to the saving. You know, go to the saving. It's like a retirement fund. Are you here with me now? So everybody goes to this. Oh, you're going to retire. You must get a house now. You know? And I was thinking to myself, all this wall, this is my Pentecostal, you know, Pentecostal fiery belief. Okay? Okay? Fiery belief. That I should not buy any house because Jesus is going to come anytime. So I should not. So I didn't want to buy because Jesus is coming. So I buy a house and leave it behind. Okay? You know what? You know, <laughs> you know really. I never want. And then pressure began to mount. My wife, thank God, she also thinks the same. Jesus is going to come. We all are going to go. <laughs> you know? You know, there's sometimes I've got no, pre-trip. Okay, you know, friends, look at me. And I didn't want to buy it. But here comes a wise man and he tells me, Pastor, come on, don't be foolish. How long you want to live in a rented house? You know, why don't you, you know, why don't you book this apartment? You know, right? And I was scratching my head, went back and told my wife, and my wife scolded me. And she said, you got nothing to do. You're becoming materialistic. She said, buying a house is materialism. And she said that, and don't simply go and commit yourself. We are all called to serve the Lord. Our home is in heaven. Does it sound very spiritual? You know? Yeah, our home is in heaven. I've got a great mansion. If you ask Betty, she'll still tell you that. You know? And I've got a great mansion in heaven. Glory to God. But what do you do while you're still on earth? No mansion. <laughs> you know? But anyway, I gave my wife time to pray. She prayed. We prayed. We felt. She reluctantly, she felt. I said, okay, for me, you know, for me, I said, we buy a house, what's the problem? We got money, what, you know, you know, when you got money, buy, you don't have money, don't do anything, you know, we're not going to buy in credit, you know, because I've got a, a huge sum of employment provident fund is coming all these years, working and saving, you know what, so finally we decided, you know, we decided to get this apartment, reluctantly, my wife, she don't even want to go and see the place, you know, and we got the apartment. And as soon as I booked the apartment, I told myself, I'm going to pay cash. I'm not going to take a loan. Okay? And I'm paying. My wife couldn't be bothered. I said, come and see. Come and see. Ah, we want to see. You know? You know, she's not interested. No? But, you know, friends, you know what happened? After halfway through construction, you won't believe. We're in line with God blessing you, huh? You know what? Halfway through construction, 75% is already completed. You know, one morning I wake up. Come on. One morning I wake up. And the Lord gives me a vision. And in the vision, I saw a double-story house. Ruma, do I think I... Huh? 25 by 60 or 70, I'm not sure. And I said, what? This must be the devil. This must be the moqui. If I go and say this to my wife, my wife will say, you are backslidden. Serious. I remember, you know, two years ago in February, and I said, what? Double-story house. You know? I said, maybe somebody else. Maybe Chris, Pastor Chris, easier. To, God wants you to get a house easier, no? His responsibility. And friends, you know what? True enough. Miraculously, 
one of my spiritual daughter's neighbor was selling the house. And the house is going for a song. You know what song? Hallelujah. <laughs> going for a song. Really? You know? And this apartment, uh, Sister Ida has stayed. You haven't seen the apartment. It's a Singapore style apartment. Everything new, man. Everything new. You know what? Nothing old is there except the people who are going in and out. <laughs> you know, friends, look at me. And this is almost going to finish. And then, you know what? My spiritual daughter calls me and says, he says, Daddy, you know what? You know, she's a top saleswoman in, in Toyota, Jolene. You know, she calls me and tells me, you know what, Daddy? My neighbor wants to sell the house to me. And he's selling it for so cheap and he wants me to buy. And he only wants me to uh, offer this to any relatives or friends I have. And I just thought about you. See, people think like, way. you're getting old, you need a house. They don't know I've already got an apartment. And you know what? I told her, no, 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 no. I got battle at home. No, no, no. I don't want. And then she called. And you know, one day after the service, you know, two weeks later, after the service, the house is still offered to her, not to the public, you know, offered to her for a song, really for a song, you know, less than 200,000, you know, fully furnished, man, built in cupboard, everything inside. You name it, everything is inside. Even the posters all they got transferred. Everybody got transferred. So they have to leave everything and go behind except take all their clothings. You know, friends, look at me. She, after service, one Sunday service, after service, I'm greeting all the people, though, and she walks by and says, you are one stubborn old man. <laughs> Jolene told me, Jolene Ong told me. I said, what? This house is coming so cheap. You cannot think of us, sir. She said, hey, I go. Then I told her, you call my wife. Lah. I just told her, because I'm greeting people, right? Ding, 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 ding. You know? And she calls my wife. And she takes my wife to see the place. You know, electric gate and, and, and curtain and, you know, and all this. Rent. I, I did some little renovation, but it's a beautiful house. And my wife looks at the house and tells her, I have no problem. And I got a shock of my life. <laughs> Serious. I got a shock of my life. Well, you got no problem, then I have no problem. You know, friends, you know what? And I, now, look at me, don't clap your hands. Now I own two houses. One apartment and one landed property. Now listen to this, okay? Come on, friends. When God wants to bless you, he's going to bless you unfairly, right? Did I say that? You know what? Come on, look at me. Just about two months ago, Pastor, Pastor Chris, you need to hear this. Two months ago, come on, look at me. Two months ago, this guy calls me up and says, Pastor, you know what? You're the right person, you know? And this is a walk-up apartment, you know, 2,000 square feet, walk-up apartment, walk-up apartment, you know? And it, it's, it's in a very luxurious place. And he said, this uh, Dana Harta has receivership, has taken over, and now they want to liquidate. I got, I got information from inside. There are 24 units going for liquidation. They were billed at 500,000. They were sold at 800,000. You know, 24 years. He calls me and says, Pastor, you know what? The liquidation price is 104,000 per unit. Per unit. No, really. And you know what? You won't believe. I got 24 people and they said, we will not participate if you're not part of it. I dare not tell my wife. 
I got somebody to tell my wife. And today, I own three houses. Now, not finish it. Not finish it. The story is going to go on. If God wants to bless you, he will continue to bless you. Come on, somebody say amen, please. I'm not after them. I'm not after the blessings. You know what? Recently, we felt we need to sell this house. We bought it for 160. We sold it for 240. Can you imagine? We took that money, you know, because we're going to move nearer to the town and board a place that's far more expensive and we could not have afforded that time. And we paid 273000 for a low-density apartment, exclusive lift to the unit and car, two car park where you can park your car, shedded car park. Is an exclusive place. You know, friends, look at me. This is the power of God's plan. This is the power. In the natural, I never go after all these things. Never. When God wants to bless you, He will bless you abundantly because you're willing and obedient. Come on, somebody say amen, please. You know, that's how God wants to bless you. Glory to God. God is not played. He's not stingy. He will not hold back His blessings over you. Come on, somebody shout amen, please. He will give you great and mighty blessings. Come on, somebody shout amen, please. Is that wonderful? Come on, is that wonderful? God is a generous God. This morning in the service, I told them, in Psalms 115 verse 12, I told them, God is mindful. Psalms 115 verse 12, 13 and 14. God is mindful of you to bless you. To bless your family and to bless your generation. Glory to God. Come on, somebody shout amen, please. Now finally, I want to close with this. You know, friends, finally. If you're sitting here and you wonder why God is blessing you, finally. You know, friends, look at, I want to close with this. I'm closing with this. Huh? Listen to verses 9 through 11. 9 through 11. When, verse 8, let's look at verse 8. When Simon Peter saw it, when saw this abundant blessing, he did not go to the market and sell everything and become rich, but the Bible tells us, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of the fish that they had taken. And, also, and so also were James and John and the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid from now on, you will catch men. Verse 11. So when they had brought their boats to the land, they forsook all and they followed him. Friends, why does God abundantly bless us? You know, so that we can become a blessing to others. Come on, somebody say amen, please. God blesses us that we can become a source of blessing and ministry to somebody else. Are you here with me or not? Come on, somebody say amen, please. You know, friends, out of gratitude, out of gratitude, you know what Peter did? From today, I will serve you, Lord. I will serve you. Friends, instead of receiving all our blessings and become self-centered and become self-fed and self-fed, fed and fed, you know what I mean? Fed and fed and becoming selfishly rich you know god wants us to be grateful we're approaching thanksgiving on thursday's thanksgiving 
You know, we are thankful to God that God has blessed us. In appreciating God and in thanking God, what are we supposed to do? Not just give empty thanksgiving to God, that our life will become a life of service to God. Come on, somebody say amen, please. Church, I want to challenge you. You know, don't just sit and just warm the seed. Really, don't sit. Don't be just a spectator. Become a participator. Uh, Don't just consume. You know, become a producer. Are you here with me? Friends, God has blessed you. There's a reason why God has blessed you. Because He wants us to be a ministry to someone who needs to be ministered to. Come on, somebody say amen, please. If you're sitting in and you're not serving in any capacity, you're just walking in and out of the church, you're walking in and out of your university uh, fellowship but I want you to know, that will not satisfy you, you will not be satisfied until you get involved in something in the church then you will see the potential that's in you be released then you will come to a place of usefulness, then you will come to a place of acceptance, then you will come to a place of satisfaction then you will come to a place of fulfillment, it is in serving God through the blessings that that God has given to us, we will find meaning and purpose in our salvation and in the plan of God. Come on, somebody give Jesus a glory. Hallelujah. And that's why, that's why Peter, after receiving so much of blessings, I'm sure he must have felt empty in his heart. Right? You know, friends, your real fulfillment is in serving God. Your real fulfillment is not coming and hearing the sermons and going back. And not just living in the blessings of God. You know, my, I close with this. My daughter finished her degree. You know? And, uh, and then she went for interview. That's the favor of God for her. She went to interview. You know, she went to a few places for interview. But when, when she went to this place for interview, you know, while they were interviewing her, they immediately offered the job. While people are still waiting outside. This is a, this is a very prestigious Private Chinese school. They got many schools like that. Funyu 1, Funyu 2, Funyu. It's a secondary school. And it's not easy for someone who has just graduated to go to this school. You know, in, during the interview. Because my daughter can speak fluent Mandarin. You know, she can speak fluent Mandarin. And uh, she can speak Mandarin, can read Mandarin. You know. And, uh, you know, she took a course in, um, in the university as one subject, Mandarin. <laughs> you know, how oh, these girls. You know, friends, you know what? She got the job. You know what? After getting the job, for first time, for first time graduate, 2,300 ringgit. And you only work four classes. All our classmates are only getting 1,008, 1,006, 1,007. The most is 2,000. And she's getting 2,000. 300 plus. She's also teaching in our, we have a tuition center and she's also earning from there. You know? And friends, you know what she told me? After she got the job, you know, and she's got favor in this job. Really favor, real favor. I don't have time to tell you. A 24 year old girl having great favor among the 70, 60, 50 years old people. Really, seriously. And you know what? She comes up and tells me, Daddy, I've feel in the midst of all this victory, I feel so empty. You know what I told her? Why don't you go and seek the Lord and come back and tell me why? She comes back and tells me, Daddy, 
I wasted all my time studying so hard for grade. I failed to serve the Lord. I just go to church and come back because I got exam. I got exam. I got exam. I must do well. I must do well. We didn't put the pressure on her. No, I was the most stupid guy in the school. I was very consistent. You know why? I was consistent in the last class. The last class, G-H, G-H, G-H. Good and hopeful. Good and hopeful. I've never went anything more than that. Because I played my life out in the school. And hated all the teachers and the books, everything. Burned them one shot. <laughs> like some of you hating, no? In Bible school, I created a havoc in Bible school. Come on, look at me, please. You know, and today, so busy with the job. 200 old students personally watching over. She's watching over. She leaves. As soon as the school finishes, she comes straight to the youth office. She's in charge of the youth. Comes to the youth office and calls the people up. Encourages them. Take them out. And you know, and you know what she told me? Daddy, even though I don't have much time to myself, I enjoy the ministry. I feel, look at me please. I feel satisfaction. I feel, you know, she told me, I feel like I'm recognized, accepted, and I know my true self now. Really, it is in serving God, you realize you're not just this teeny, weeny um, Jessica. Truly, and you have got a dynamic potential. It's in serving God. It's not in your job, okay? Your job, how far can you go to the job? You tell me. How far, man? How far can you go? But the serving God takes you beyond your ability. Your job takes you within the scope of your ability. But I tell you, serving God, what's your name? Stephanie. Serving God takes you beyond your ability. Glory to God. Beyond your ability. When you cannot, God's grace enables you. Come on. You discover. Come on, Stephanie. Come to the front. Stephanie, come. Come on. You know, friends, when you're serving God... Why I can't hold your hand? I'm holding it. Okay, listen to me. You know, are you fighting with me? No, okay, not really. You know, friends, you know what? When you serve God, look at me. When you serve God, you know, you go beyond your potential. You go beyond your ability. You go beyond your qualification. You know why? What is beyond your ability? What is beyond your potential? The grace of God. The grace of God and the gifts of God. Come on, somebody say man, please. And it's serving makes you a real person. Makes you a real person, relevant to the society, relevant to you. Glory to God. You're serving, right? Yes. Yeah, go and sit in sin. Go. Amen. Come on, somebody shout amen, Lisa. So I'm going to ask you to, to sign up to serve. You know, I just saw, look at me. I just saw, can you put that announcement up, please? Recruitment. Come on, put that recruitment up. Come on, church. Don't just, just walk in. Look at this. Hey, what I do? Computer also slow nowadays, huh? Hi. Hey, Chapala. Look at this. Again. Okay, Thanksgiving. What for? We already thank God already. Hey, announcement, announcement, man. Announcement. Okay, now that's not announcement. We've grown enough already. Come on. We're so fat, we are, we are consumed, consumed, consumed. Now it's time to give, man. It's time to give. Say time to give. 
Peter said, I have received more than I need. It's time to give right now. Look at this. Recruitment, ministry, recruitment. We need people, right? You're calling for people, right? Come on, lighting. Lighting ministry. How many of you have got, oh, have got enough light to be a lighting minister? Huh? Come on, really, serious. Serious. We need ushers recruitment. Come on, all of you. Jessica, are you usher, Jessica? Okay. Can you be usher? Yes or no? Yes. She said yes. This is false recruitment. Yes. Okay, Michelle. Can you be usher, Michelle? Right, Michelle. Can you be usher, Michelle? That's right. Michelle is another usher. Come on, look at that. And then we need sound ministry. How many of you have got a heart for sound? No need to put up a hand. Come on, give your name, man. And then what? A dance ministry. Don't know what dance is this? Okay, uh, what dance is that? Hip hop. Okay, contemporary. How many of you can dance? Come on. Okay, some of you need to lose weight. Dance, man. Come on, really. Come on, dance. Give a name, really. I tell you. And then creative ministry. How many of you have got talents that are hidden inside? I want to say this. There was a lady. Look at me. There was a lady who has a beautiful voice. Beautiful voice. Because she has got a misunderstanding with a worship, a worship team leader. And she refused to be a worship leader. I kept telling her, hey, don't lose your talent. No? I don't know why I said that. Don't lose it. You know what? For one and a half months, he had sore throat. Doctor said there's nothing wrong with the throat. And I know the angel of God is holding her throat. Really? Really? Cannot, cannot, no? And you know what? I told her. I told her, no. I think you know her. Jane Mong. CK. Jane Mong. You know what I told her? The reason why you got sore throat is not because you're too cold. You know, Chinese, they think he tea and cold. He you know? Yeah, I told, it's not that. You go and give your name a month from now. You need to lead worship. Your throat will come back. You know, friends, as soon as she gave her name to lead worship, the next week her throat came back. Let's give Jesus a glory. Don't hide your talent. Come on. Give your talent to God. Come on, somebody say man, please. If you're a keyboardist, if you're a musician, right, creative ministry, if you can dance, translation ministry. Translation. What translation is this? Translation. I interpret. How many of you can interpret? Huh? Stephen, come, Stephen. Come, Stephen. Come on, Stephen. Right, Stephen. Is he involved? Not yet. Okay, come. Give me a hand. Don't stay at worship leading. Okay. Interpret this in Basam, Indonesia. Okay, look at the people, man. Say this. <laughs> Don't keep your talent to yourself. In Indonesia? Then what? In Chinese? <laughs> if you keep the talent to yourself. That talent will be wasted away. And then give it to God for, the, God, for God's glory. Amen. He's a translator. Can you translate? Can you give your name? Okay. No, give your name to translation. Okay? Can you do that or not? Yeah, okay, go. Don't lie, okay? Go. Okay. You see? Worship leader can translate, right? Now look at some of what? Publication team. How many of you are good in writing? Okay? Write writing. Publication. Why don't you give your name? You know, give your, let God anoint your knowledge. Let God anoint your skill. 
Okay? And then projection ministry. Sit there and project. <laughs> you get to have an eagle's view of everything. Okay? Come on. And then what else? Sunday school. How many of you ladies in the morning? You have to come in the morning, right? Come Sunday school. How many of you can teach children? Okay, Sunday school. Okay? And then food ministry. How many of you? Okay, all those who are big in size. Yes, food ministry. Come on, man, come. Come on, come on. Food ministry. Come on, food ministry. You, you know, friends, I want, what? You, you satisfy their hunger, God will satisfy your hunger. Amen. And that's Amen. right. Can you be in the food ministry? It doesn't matter, you can do two. Okay, go ahead, man, do, man. Come on. You know, friends, I want to say this. Peter could not stay. Look at me. Peter could not stay as an extraordinary fisherman. Peter could not stay with the blessings of God. He knew when God blesses him, he has to bless others. Come on, somebody say amen, please. Let's give Jesus a glory. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? Come on, isn't that wonderful? Come on, somebody give Jesus a glory. Come on. You know, who is going to take down the name afterwards? You give your name as you go. And I want to assure you, God will bless you. Glory to God. Because this church is about to grow. This church is about to multiply. Left and right. We need people to come and serve. Come on. Somebody say amen, please. It doesn't matter if you're an usher. You can be a translator. It doesn't matter if you're a worship leader. You can be an interpreter. You can do that. Come on, somebody shout amen, please. Is that wonderful? Come on, is that wonderful? Come on. I'm not just a senior pastor, okay, over church. I'm overseeing pastors. Senior pastor, senior overseer. I'm a president of a social works, big works, 37 homes. And I'm overseeing all the social, all the uh, foreign missions. I'm wearing so many hats. At the same time, I'm representing a non-government organization. You know, I'm, I'm wearing so many hats, one person. You know why? I thought at one point, I'll be a humble pastor in one small church. But friends, God said, no. You have more than what you think you have. And I'm going to expand you. Come on, somebody say man, please. And that's what God wants to do with you. Come on, somebody say man, please. You know, friends, I want to encourage you. All things work. To, I'm closing. All things work together for good to those who love him and will call according to his purpose. Come on. In understanding the scripture, in understanding this powerful promise of God, you need to know, number one, number one, number one, Jesus knows your personal needs and he cares for you. Number two, Jesus has got a personal plan for your life. And it's a very effective plan. You know, Microsoft may fail. You know, Apples may fail. But God's plan will not fail. Number three. What is number three? You know, God always blesses you unfairly. He's an abundant God. He knows how to give and give and give. Number three. Number four is what? Number four is what? So, uh, God blesses us so that we can become a blessing. Come on, somebody say amen, please. Come on, stand to your feet. Let's give Jesus a glory. Come on, stand to your feet, please. Hallelujah. Thank you, God.